And with me is J.D. Patrick. Hey, what up? I'm J.D. Patrick. I'm, I'm the new husband here. Hey, guys, it's the same guy you know before, but my name's J.D. Patrick now. Um, I think this is your debut as J.D. J.D. This is my debut as J.D. Uh, your dad would be so proud of you. My dad would be very glad. I told you before, all my dad wanted was for me to have the initials J.D., because that's what he went by. Right. Uh, he wanted to name me Joe, but my mother's stepfather's name was Joe, and fuck that. So instead, he named me J.D. Patrick. I'm so glad you're not a Joe. There's enough Joes in this world. There's too many Joes. Jesse's cute. That's not my name anymore. I, oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. I just doesn't out, matter. I just outed you. Um, the light. <laughs> so, well, whatever. So, yes, J.D. Patrick moving forward. So, anyway. Um... Yeah, this week's been um, interesting. Smoky. Oh, it's, yeah, it's been very smoky. That was some fucked up shit right there. Uh, Fed up S. But, no, well, it was in also, it was also interesting because I got yelled at in the park. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I wanted to come to your defense, but I was simply overpowered by this person that was just hurling insults at you. To be uh, fair, you also weren't near us. I should still be there to protect my wife, but to be honest, I was I was kind of intimidated myself. I really needed protection from the six-year-old. Oh, that's right. It was a six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, the the topic I suggested to uh, Mrs. Sterling here today is based on this encounter we had to just talk about... uh, This would be a topic I would think... When I first pitched, you should do a goth mom podcast. You could do an episode on what to do about shitty children in your life. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's a big thing about when I didn't want to have kids. People would always tell me, oh, well, you'll like your kid. And I never doubted I wouldn't like my own kid. Mm. But I was always like, yeah, but I have to deal with other people's kids. Right. And that's the real problem. And I feel fortunate we live on a block of like-minded mothers who are uh, like, oh, yeah, other kids suck. Yeah, and I would say out of the kids on our block, I mean, at the worst, they're just hyperactive children. They're Which not is like standard. I Yeah, I, I don't dislike them. Plus, like, they rile each other up. Exactly. They're, they're all very shy, when, well, for the most part. Wait, but where did it? Just, we're talking about shitty kids. We had to delete something. That's all. But yeah, we were talking about the kids on the block. Uh, all good. We did have a happy hour recently. We talked about usually at the worst. They rile each other up. Um, our baby wandered into the house with the big kids. So the big kids started, like, trying to force me to play. And, man, it gets very close to, like, a CIA intimidation. Like, it's just four children screaming at me. Only instead of asking, where are the bombs? They're saying, uh, you know, I want ice cream. I'm a good kitty. I'm a bad kitty. Wow. Well, and I get these kids know you sort of but it is always surprising to me how kids in general at the park who have no idea who you are just walk up to you and start talking to you yeah i have a especially because you're a guy yeah i have a friendly face we've discussed before that when uh violet gets to the age where we have to you know teach her about stranger danger we have told her like if you ever get lost like look for look for a mommy or somebody who looks like a mommy yeah. If a daddy wants to help you run, you can't trust men. Yeah, I really hope. Because, again, some of the kids on our block, 
very brazen with approaching men. Yeah. Uh, and that concerns me. So maybe we should talk about this inciting incident about uh, what exactly happened. Well, I tried at the park. to. We kind of got far, far away from it. Yeah, we're going back to it. Okay. <laughs> um. So well, first this kid goes up to comes up to us. Violet's chilling on the slide. My dad is visiting. You guys are recording. Right. So it's it's the three of us and the baby. Right. So this kid comes up to us and starts getting a little, like, I mean, being a kid, basically, asking a lot of questions, but like, oh, what's she doing? Why why are they? There's a little stank to all her questions. There is, but this is still classic kid shit. Right. Like, this did not necessarily throw me one way or the other. I was like, she's a little precocious and Uh uh, questioning, but, um, so yeah, she's like, what are they doing? Uh, Talking about JD and my dad. Right. And I was like, oh, they're recording, you know, they're recording this kid going down the slide. This kid. Our, our kid, baby. Our kid going down the slide. And I actually said, oh, this is Violet. What's your name? And she's like, I'm Emily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, so what are they doing? And Names have been changed to protect the shitty kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their parents, for that matter. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so she's getting weird, and she 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 clearly was not okay with you guys recording her, but like yeah, she she gotten. also seems so it should be stated that the baby is a year old, and this slide is a little advanced for her, but she climbs stairs, and now she's used to going down the slide on her own. But I could see a small child being concerned, looking and thinking that kid is too small for that. What are you doing? Really, at that park? No way. There's no way she never saw a like an eighteen month year old, eighteen month old climbing a slide. There's no way. Um, but anyway, no, she was definitely asking in like a shitty way. She didn't seem concerned for the child. But yeah, yeah, like you're giving it, her it, it, everything is dripping with like you're doing something. Yeah, wrong. you're giving her way too much credit here. I'm afraid of her. I just don't want her to. Fair hit enough. Me. So, uh, you guys go over to the swing. You and my dad. Uh huh. I am leaving the park. Is this the night we went to the concert? Yes, because my that's dad was why your dad was here. Okay, okay. Um, I start leaving the park, and like I said, this was like a very strange interaction. It does, I feel like it's not coming across as weird as it, it was initially, but something was up. So I hear her coming after me, and you know, I hear someone like, "Excuse me, excuse me," as I'm leaving the park, and I turn around, and it's this fucking kid. I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, um, are you just going to leave the park? I was like, yeah. And she's like, you can't just leave your baby at the park. Like, you can't leave her. But it didn't sound like you can't leave her alone. It sounded like you must take this child with you. I have no interest in her being here. Like, she seems, and that is something to emphasize. Every interaction with her, it felt like she was, like, annoyed that that Violet was there. Mm. Uh, Okay. Okay. Um, she seemed annoyed that Violet was there. Uh huh. So, and that's where I am like, this is strange. So, she's like, you can't leave the baby here, and I'm like, well, I'm going home to make dinner. Like, she's with her dad, and she's like, they're having fun without you. Don't you feel bad? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going home to make this kid dinner, and this just keeps going on partly because like I'm, I'm nervous. 
And partly because I'm like, I want to see what else right. happens. Like, right. I'm curious how this is going to end. So she keeps going. And at some point, I'm just like, do we have a problem here? I mm. literally say that to the six-year-old. Your Philly bitch kicked in. You were you were taking out your earrings, putting your hair back. Yeah, seriously. We got a problem, six-year-old? Do we have a problem here? And she's like, you just, you can't leave the baby here. And I'm like, well, I'm leaving her here and going home. I was like, where are your parents? I'm going to do what your parents should have done and abandon this baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where are your parents? She like points to some house and she's like, my mom's over there. And I'm like, okay, well, like. Her, her dad was there doing his best that's to That's why it was her. even funnier. That and like, I don't blame the dad. She wait, seems like she's a lot. That's why it was <laughs> even funnier that she pointed to her mom at the house. Right. Because her dad was there. Um, so yeah, this bitch was like ready to fucking throw down uh-huh. and finally I I leave and she's like, Okay, bye and I'm like, This is some sociopathic behavior. The turning on a dime cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, it was strange. The fact that she had such an a very important opinion and then it was just like, Okay, bye. I like really wish I could emphasize how weird this interaction was. Yeah. Cause there is no way but you and my dad had no idea what this was. We were was too going far away. On. I was there for the initial weirdness. You come home, and I basically was like, yeah, I just had one of the top five weirdest exchanges in my life, and it was with a fucking six-year-old. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was very strange. Um, I mentioned another one I had a few months ago. So there's a school up the street, mm-hmm. uh, K through eight, and I'm walking with little baby Violet in her stroller, and as we're walking, we see some kids hanging out, uh, little, you know, like black kids. It's going to be important to the story. Like three of them, <laughs> I, three of them. I'd say, I'd say they were around ten, eleven, and I'm just walking by. You know, whatever they're they're doing their thing, and as I walk past one little boy, he looks at me and he just yells out, "I hate n words, hard R." And remember, these kids are black. These kids are black, and they're saying it Yelling to me. Yelling to a white man. In case my voice didn't let. Let it. I'm, with I'm the child, very, with very the white. Very white. Baby's very white. And it's just like, God. Da- I think I said it loud. Like Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, shitty kid interaction that I had recently was someone in your family who ate, I think, two cupcakes oh, and yeah. then proceeded to say that they were later on too. They're gross because they're vegan. That's right. This kid is 11. He should know better at this point. He's, let's be charitable and call him quite a little stinker. He might be 12. Yeah, that is charitable. Yeah, he's, uh, but this is the same one. So I told you I have, uh, I have a cousin. Let's call her Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer is a lesbian, married to a woman. Okay. Has three children with this other woman. And this child, let's call him Ryan. Uh, Ryan's a good name for him. I'll clue you in why I picked that out. Okay. Um, But yeah, when he was little, I'm talking like four, five, six, I was at his mother's house one day when he was suddenly like, hey, I I noticed uh, Jennifer Jennifer and Babs. I don't know. (laughs) Like Jennifer and Babs. Jennifer and Babs, like, they live together, they have a baby. Like, where, where, where are their husbands at? And somebody explained, like, oh, well, Jennifer and Babs are, are lesbians, which means they love other women. They're married to each other. And he goes, oh, and you can see, like, an understanding, like, oh, that makes sense. And he takes a pause, and he just goes, like, I don't think I like that. It's like, god damn, Ryan. Yeah. That's, uh, 
Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, very um, opinionated. <laughs> because I don't think I had that reaction when I found out my uncle was gay. I don't know what... See, I was just the like, first okay. time I met a definite person in my family who was gay was my cousin Jennifer. And I was 13 by the time she came out. So I didn't have any, like, whoa. I had, like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that happens. I already dated a girl who left me for a girl at that point. It wasn't too crazy for me. True. But, but it's it's so much trickier dealing with shitty kids you just deal with in the neighborhood versus ones that are, like, in your family. Oh, totally, because my truly a concern I had of this um, interaction was she was going to go up to her parents and be like, the mean lady with the tattoos yeah. was mean to me. Mean lady with the tattoos and the pierced nose. And the- All right, that's not as, un- like... You, that doesn't stick out as much uh-huh. as the other shit. Like, she was mean to me. We get a lot of it. Uh, I know some of you, you're listening to Goth Mom. You don't actually have children. But, dude, just bring your dog to the playground sometime, an active playground, and just observe some of the politics happening amongst children. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it is, man, it's a... You know how, <laughs> you know how average people are really hard to get along with and stuck all up in their bullshit? Now imagine them at five. Yeah, the um, when we were in the park the other day, and the interaction of John with the trucks. Yeah. So initially, it is John. It is our baby Violet. Um, sort of. She's in and out of. This. She's yeah. She's around there. She is our. It, uh, I'm only mentioning her because she's the reason we're there. Uh, well, yes, we're not just watching people. And then, who was the other kid? I know there was the blonde kid who was, like, the... He seems slightly older. Yeah, the the, the team Edward. The one to, the one with the um, nanny who doesn't know how right. old he is. Okay, so he's, he's a little older. Uh, let's call him Jean. Yeah, there's, like... Okay, so there's Violet, who's a year. There's maybe, like, an 18-month to 2-year-old. That's Jean. And the, yeah, and then there's a... Th- like two to three year old, which is the blonde. The blonde. Uh, let's call him Chucky. Or, no, I think, I think John is two to three. I thought John and Chucky were around the same age. I thought the blonde kid Chucky was um, slightly older. Okay. Well, the point is, John. Well, no, I'm just saying they're all like kind of close in age, but at like developmentally right. different situations. Okay. So John and Chucky are two to three, and then Jean. Which, I, I shouldn't have done John and John. <laughs> John and Violet are both, like, under two years old. Yes. So, John has brought his little construction... Uh, I, honestly, I never was like this as a little kid. I never understand the little boy of, like, construction equipment, and it's an earth mover, and a digger. That's why you say that. There's a, there's a hungover foreman who doesn't love his wife anymore. Lisa's son is very into construction charts. But isn't, yeah, but her, his father is actually, like, involved in that business, is he not? I mean, for sure, but it's not like he's, like, going to work with him. Yeah. I mean, that, sh- that should have been the key as a little kid. As a little kid, I was like, can you get me a Freddie Mercury action figure? <laughs> he needs to fight Donatello. <laughs> For for Live Aid, <laughs> he needs to fight the Shredder to win Live Aid. Um, so uh, so yeah, so he has these toys, and he brings them out. He wants to show them to everybody, but as soon as like, yeah, come here, oh yeah, check this out. And as soon as the other kid picked them, I was like, that one is mine. 
and it's the younger kid, right? Who like John is really John and John is even less aware that he should not be taking the toys without asking. Yeah, thankfully, little Violet right now she is still at the age where don't give a if you snatch a toy from her, she mostly doesn't care. Yeah, well, unless it's us doing. Unless it's us, I said she's she's a baby Buddhist. It's like it's none of the what is belonging anyway, man. But it was so funny because the. So John's dad, the one with the trucks, right, is telling him to share or he needs to go home. Uh huh. The blonde boy, would you name him Chucky? Chucky. Chucky's mom. Chucky's mom is, so, is giving the opposite well, lesson. Wait, wait, wait. So Chucky is trying to grab them uh-huh. and play with them, right? That's part of the problem. So right. she's trying to be like, if he doesn't want to share his toys, like you need to respect that. And it was just so weird watching people have to parent, like, literally opposite points uh-huh. in the same scenario. Um, a, a fun detail. Cause, cause sorry, because that's, that's the other thing is if this kid isn't grabbing the toys, the other dad isn't going to have to say you need to share. Right. But, like, you also but, have to teach your child to respect other people's things. I, I, still, I, I still have to side with Chucky's point of view. Because it would be one thing if John was, like, on the other side of the park with his toys and Chucky ran up like, I want to play. No, John brought these out where they were all already playing. It was like, look at this shit. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to look at it that hard. It's mine. Yeah, dude, the funniest was when Jean... Jean had his own little toys. Jean had, Jean had a little truck that Violet was playing with. And John, then, not Jean, John took it. I can't believe you named him fucking Jean. But he's like French, that's why. I, I know, but it was dumb. I Louis. Already, I already called Jean. Jean is Louis now. Okay. <laughs> and you have to pronounce it like that. Okay. When John took Louis's truck out of Violet's hands and was like, you can't have that. Right. Like, the kid. He was standing it on somebody else's property The kid now. was, Jesse says out loud, he's like. He just respects people's property. That's right. He's, he's, he's a little libertarian. But, like, poor s- And then she's just like, t- oh, Violet. Fuck. Okay, 1830. Takes a stick and just is digging dirt. And she's happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, pl- while these boys are arguing, she's literally right in the middle of that. I do think there's one part, too, where uh, John was playing with his truck and basically played with his truck, like, directly between Violet's legs. And the dad was like, hey, uh, personal space there, buddy. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't see from the angle. And I was like, eh, this needs to be not. I don't think they were. He was between her legs. I think I he was. I didn't see that. I, he, he was literally... Not Literally. euphemistic. Not euphemistically. He wasn't driving a truck into her vagina, but no, he was I, euphemistically. I mean, he was literally no, between I, her legs I getting close. I thought she was up. like sitting like almost like this, okay. and he was like right here. No, he 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 was like you know oh. getting it up to like here. All right, I, I think. I don't. You just said you didn't have a good angle. Uh, not enough to react immediately. Mm. You know, ma'am. I'm bobbing. I'm weaving. I'm observing the situation. Yeah. So. uh the funny thing, the uh, Emily, uh, there's there's another child on our street. Not to be confused with Emily, friend of the podcast. Exactly. And, oh, God, yeah, I don't know why you went with Emily. Yes, you do. Well, I know why, but my, my point being, there is another little girl, okay. Emily, on the street. You picked I know. John and John. Yeah. There's another Emily on the street who we've now referred to as good Emily and shitty Emily. Yeah, aw. 
which uh, should he have like a change? You know, we all That's change true. after six years old. But like, we're gonna run into her again at some point. It's but I'm I'm friends with Good Emily's mom, and I asked her if Good Emily knew about this Emily. You need to be a little louder. On. Oh, and she was like, "Yeah, she's annoying. <laughs> I don't I don't always like to play with her." I'm like, that's enough. That's all we needed. See, and that's where it gets tricky. Whereas, what do you do when the shitty kid is yours? Like, when you're watching... One of the things I like about Good Emily that I found very uh, relatable is I remember we were at some, like, group party and she was still getting to know some of the other kids on the block. So she would go from her parents, wander over to the kids, and try to, like, work her way. She's an only child, too, yeah. I think it's worth it to say. Work away in a conversation, and then wander back. It's like, I can't I, I, I can't get a word in. I can't, I can't find my angle. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah, and I think it is, for what it's worth, considering we're having one child. I do think, like, sometimes it is harder to interact as an only child because yeah. A, a lot of the kids on our block have siblings so mm-hmm. they do have that other person to interact with easily and, and then you're used to it. Like, right. But Emily is very close with another girl that yes. comes to the to the park and the Let's two of them are Let's not give great. her a name because there's, not, too, there's too many I'm, color I'm names. I'm moving on. <laughs> um, my point being is they're just they're very good with Violet right. at the park. But I mean, it, it, yes, yes, they are. There are some kids that are really cool with Violet, like oh, the baby. Me. But, but uh, I don't know because sometimes it's like how much of it is like you fucked up as a parent, and then how much of it is just like you're stuck with a shitty kid and it yeah. has nothing to do with what, how you parented. Well, them. See, not even shitty kid, but just like to go back to like Ryan to have a kid that like oh like it, it, your your kid is just his own worst enemy. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I'm lonely. I don't have friends. Like, maybe you should quit being an asshole to them. So what do you think your issue was? With me? Yeah, because now that you were a shitty kid, but you didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Uh, so I was raised mostly around adults. The only kids I was around were my cousins, which meant most of them were older than me and therefore ignored me reasonably. And then the ones that were my age, it was like, they ha- they would get very annoyed with me. They had to be friends with me anyway. Like, uh, Cousin Frank, his mom would watch me a lot, me and Frank. And Karen has said, like, you were a very angry child. I was afraid of your anger. Really? Oh, yeah, because... And it's come to light since that, like, Frank was just a shitty little sneakster. And then, it, you know, basically uh, goofus and gallant. So, you know, he'd do something kind of shitty, and I'd yell, cry, and punch him. And then I was the one who got in trouble. Oh, because your, your aunt didn't see that he exactly. provoked it. So exactly. But even at that, I reacted with my fists right. immediately. I remember once I was like five, six, seven, and something had happened, and Karen and Rick made me and Frank fight in the kitchen. Oh, my God. Like they needed, Like, they needed to make Frank stick up for himself if he was going to, like, be shitty. Well, I don't know if they knew he was being shitty or if they're just like, you can't just let him hit you. Ah. Uh, I remember I got so angry at Cousin Mike, who was like four or five years older than me, that we were at my Mom's house watching TV and I just started attacking him. And he just... Why? I don't remember. But he just stood up and I like clung to his back and, I was, and just walked into the living room. He's, he's, he's a big boy. And just walked in there and I'm like the bird on the hippo's back. 
and he just goes to like my mom and his mom, and my grandma. Like, can somebody stop him? While like, oh my god. Yeah, and uh, I just mellowed out eventually. That's good. But as far as me so not you having, were the shitty kid. To them, to them, I wasn't like I remember. Like I remember being in like first grade and a girl bullying me. Aww. An older girl. She was. I forget what she did. What you know what it was? She just did something kind of shitty, and I told her to kiss my ass, and then she got all up on me, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and then she like fucking gave me grief all the time. See, I was always very polite. All right, one more thing with Frank. Oh God. I remember okay. he made me cry on my sixth birthday by doing something shitty. Like at the party, he made me cry, mm-hmm. and then his birthday a few months later, he and I were fine, but literally during the party, I remember like, "Oh, he made me cry on my birthday," so I just fucking sucker punched him. And my mom was like, why did you do that? Like, I owed him. That Uh, was worth it. That was worth interrupting me for. Okay. If you thought it was worth interrupting Perry, please. Hashtag. Yes, it was. Jesse Punch. Uh, JD Punch. Fuck. (laughs) No, what I was going to say is, like, how would you handle it if, like, that's your kid? Like, what would you do? I would like to think I would see that behavior developing earlier um i think i was doing a lot of that because i didn't live with my dad and uh even as a little kid i knew he was somebody not to be fucked with i wonder and he straight up told me like yeah fight kids if they're mean to you how do you like i wonder how you see that behavior developing though if most of their interaction is with kids at school uh well i i didn't fight with kids at school no, you didn't, but you also weren't given like put in school at an early age, right? right. Like you weren't in daycare and stuff. Your mother's made it clear that I was she in preschool. Daycare is a waste. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so w- what age did that start for you? What? Like being shitty. Uh, I I think I think it was a small window. I think it was from like four to maybe seven. Okay. Uh, I think I think in, in school actually humbled me a little bit. Just because I didn't have any friends and I mostly just felt sad, I didn't feel, I didn't feel aggressive because I was so sad that I didn't have any friends. I had kids I chatted with, but you know, like I said, my mom sent me to a school on the other side of town and then didn't let me leave the yard ever. So, I will say, in watching, he got better, but in watching John's dad initially, I didn't love. He didn't seem to be reacting enough for me. Mm. He got better as the interaction continued. Uh-huh. But when it was just Violet... Because uh-huh. if you recall, it was like Violet, too. Right. He didn't seem to care. But I'm like, I don't know. This is still an opportunity to teach your son to share. Right. So I wasn't super impressed initially. And then... But that was that was something... Was you started saying something, and I was like, "No, that is something that you do not do." What did I say? You were just like, "Oh, hey, buddy, like you could share, like it's not gonna, like it's not a big deal." Like, oh well, for me, I was just backing up what his dad was already. I know, saying. But and like, I, I and I wasn't demanding or anything. No, no, no. But parents, trust me, as someone who has like seen like mom blogs and like parents get very annoyed about that Mm. even if that is something you do have to be careful about because even if you're agreeing with them like you don't want to run into a situation where they're just like yo i don't need you to parent my kid Uh um because i don't know how much i'd like that Mm -hmm. 
That's the point where I pick up Violet and I turn my heel and say, like, well, I'll just leave you and your shitty kid alone. And then as I step away, I push mulch into his face like a cat fucking litter. Well, that can get, that's like something that we're going to have to deal with as parents, too, is like, how do we handle other people's kids when their kids are in front of their parents? And they're Mm -hmm. doing something to our kid we don't like. Well, here's, here's the thing. I feel like if they're, and this is honestly my thought in the moment, if they're doing something directly to your kid, you can say something. Mm-hmm. And not like, you know, like, hey, you little shit. Just like, yo, come on, buddy. Just calm down. But other than that, you need to, like, remove your kid from the situation. Yeah. If it's just, if this kid, we need to isolate that. <laughs> what's that line from The Simpsons that Mark says about Nelson? Like, Nelson is a very troubled boy. We need to isolate him and stay away. <laughs> Um, no, but, like, those things can get tricky. I almost think, like, harder than, inter- it's, like, it's the interaction with parents. Yeah. That can get dicey. Because, like, a kid's going to be, like, whatever and move on. The parent's going to be the one that's, like, yo, mind your fucking business. Yeah, and that's going to be tricky because then you get to, like, the older ages. You get to, like, the bullying ages and then you need to have the, like, uh, I think I think we need to have a talk with their parents. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you don't know what, what you're their walking parents, into. Yeah. Especially because if it's like, if they're bullying, where is that coming from? Uh-huh. Like, what, what, not that it is necessarily the parents, but like, what behavior are they being exposed to? Uh-huh. That is making them react in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope we don't have a shitty kid is all I can say. Yeah. Did you have friends that your parents were not thrilled with? Um, you know, we were all, like, equal levels of, like... They didn't like that my friend Matt smoked cigarettes, but, uh... How old were you? Uh, we were, like, 14, and his mom called him smokers. She's like, I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that house. But even then, like, we smoked a little weed at their house, which they were cool with, but, you like... smoked weed? I did smoke a little weed. Wow. Yeah. It was when I smoked too much that I, I was like, I can't. It's scary. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, most of my kids were... Most of my kids. Most of my friends were more or less my peers. Like, they would be in, like, trouble starting. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing I would do that they wouldn't also do already. At, just because, yeah, even, like... Because I remember... God, I remember being, like, 20-some years old. And my friend from high school, we went and hung out at, like his cousin's property out in the woods and all of a sudden they're like grinding up pills and snorting them and I'm like I don't fucking like that jeez yeah and who is this uh this was Brett my drummer oh yeah um and his and his shitty cousin that once stole a bunch of that once stole a girl's purse at my friend's party and then when he got caught in the act acted like a fucking magician slid under his ass oh god yeah yeah there was one, I think I've talked to her about her on the podcast, but there is one girl that no one's parents liked mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Um, I think she's doing pretty well now. But yeah, it was just, there was, I guess, no respect. It wasn't even so much like the things she did. Like she uh-huh. wasn't like a bad, it was like her attitude. Right. Although I do think like with some of my other friends, they like got caught doing things did, with her does she know that your mom was like i don't trust that one does she know now i don't oh i don't talk to her anymore oh i thought you were talking about uh oh no uh despite all of the crap she would do and my mom knew what i did with her she always loved her okay that was never like a you can't hang out with her mm. 
Let's, Although my mom never said I couldn't hang out with anyone. She was just like, I don't want this girl in my house. The only one my mom said I couldn't hang out with was the fucking 15-year-old I was dating when I was 13. Because she, she, <laughs> oh, she found a sexy email she'd written me. Ooh. And my mom was like, what's going Again, pure fucking Catholic sex shame. I mean... I- it's it, Honestly, God, now that I think back of that, I'm very lucky I didn't get weirder sex shit. Because like... Oh my god, this older... She was friends with my cousin, too. I don't know. It I was, was going to say, dating a 15-year-old when you were 13? Yeah. That's creepy. Eh. On both sides. Because I knew a girl in middle school who was dating a 15-year-old, and yeah, that was weird. She let me touch boobs, so what up? I don't okay. care. But, weird. But, but just like, this was somebody my, my cousin Steph knew, who and my cousin Steph was a little bit older than me. So uh, I, I, I think like that girl got left behind. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so she she sent me like a sexy email, and my mom found it and freaked the fuck. Even to the point where my dad was like, "You need to chill." Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I forget what happened, but I ended up dating her for a little bit, and my mom got talked down, and I got to finger a girl at thirteen, and then not touch a vagina for five more years. <laughs> yeah, I do like. Because you know when you're, like, in the moment, things don't feel, like, that big of a deal, like, as a teenager. And a Uh lot of times they're not. And it's, like, being a parent, you have to, like, almost remember, like, put yourself in their shoes. And it's, like, is this going to make the situation better or worse? Uh Uh-huh. And am I overreacting or is this warranted? Like, when, when our kid first smokes weed, a lot of that's going to depend on the age. But, you know, am I... Am I going to freak out if I see she's smoking weed at 15? Or am Mm. I going to be like, not like, oh, you can do this. But like, yeah, that's normal teenage shit. I mean, especially we're talking for her, that would be like 14 years from now. And God knows what the acceptability level will be then. It's already gone up huge just in our lifetime. Right. Um, But I would say it's still not acceptable among teenagers. It's still not acceptable. It's I, I, I would just probably say to her, is like, look. If you're going to do this, you need to be a little bit sneaky about it. I, I, if you are doing it so much and so recklessly that I catch it, you're doing, you're doing too much of it. Yeah. Like this oh should God. not. And then the, well, mom does it. Yeah. Mom's, <laughs> mom, know, mom is what, a grown woman whose brain is firmly fun, firm, firmly function. And I won't say that. Um, whatever you were going to say, thank you for not. Yes. Um, can you whisper? <laughs> Thank you. We're going to leave in the whisper. You don't need to hear it. <laughs> Do you remember that song, Whisper? No. It's like, come a little closer, let me do it here. <laughs> I don't care for that. Um, when you were in school, let, let's talk about the shitty kids when we were kids. I remember this one kid. Oh, my God. They'd be described as brats. No, 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 no. This is beyond. Oh. There was a kid named. How old we Fuck talking? it. I'll say it. Rob Devine. Um, Why? Why did would you say someone's full name? Because he's already dead. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, the name sounds familiar. Oh, he's going to sound familiar for a bunch of reasons. Okay. This was the kid I was, like, scared of. Because there was just, like, something... I remember being, like, seven... By the way, just quick callback. Oh, it's you're a, interrupting me now. Yep. Okay, just making it known. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, no, because I was trying to find it before. It's oh, it's the, the Ying Yang, Yang Twins. twins. Yeah. 
I didn't want to get too far from it. Someone needs to tell him it's yin, not ying. <laughs> it's, it's the female spirit. Sorry. Continue. I just really don't want to get too far not from that. Not your ying dong. Uh, about seven years old, first grade. My grandmother picked me up after school. I played on the park a little bit uh, outside the school. You said seventh grade. I said first grade. First grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I said first grade. I might have been seven. Oh, okay. And the kid, Rob Devine, who I knew in school, just walks up to me. He's like, hey, we're the last two on the playground. We should fight. What? <laughs> and then he just punched me in the fucking nose. And my grandmother came and peeled this little fucking shih tzu off me. He's like, get off of him! Wait, I want the record to reflect you're concerned about raising our kid in the city and like this is the shit you were dealing with in the suburbs oh the difference is in the city there's 15 rob divines i did not have this experience you didn't go to high school in the city you were talking about when you were fucking seven uh i don't again i don't know yeah anyway so this kid is just like very shitty does terrible in school beats people up when he's 14 he shoots his girlfriend in the leg with an air rifle it's a whole fucking thing and then first day of school senior year of high school turns out that rob devine and another kid were huffing paint thinner by the creek and he has a fucking seizure and dies oh my god yeah oh wait is the playground named after him no, the playground is not named after the kid who died huffing on the riverbank. No. No, there's a different park. Wait, and uh, how old was he? 17. Jeez. No, there's a different park, uh, Scott Marola Park. That was a kid who uh, died of leukemia when we were in second no, grade. He was on my baseball team. That's a lot more depressing. Yeah. But Rob Devine, so not only did my friend Ryan Gibbons uh, later name his dog Rob Devine, that dog is still living, but to take it full circle... Uh, my little family member, Ryan, as I mentioned, his middle name is Rob because of course his shitty drug addict father had to memorialize his best friend who died flopping like a fish with fucking paint thinner on his lips by the goddamn Belmar Crick. Wow. Tell me how you really feel about that. He's a fucking jerk. He's a bad kid. Yeah. Would have been nice if he turned himself around, but I remember the other bad kids in like middle school. There was uh, the the street I grew up on. Thankfully, I we moved away when I was very young, so I guess mm-hmm. I didn't grow up on it. Was you know what? I lived there until I was like like six. you were born there. Whatever, yeah, I was yeah. born. We lived there a few years. Uh, Alcyon Drive. Well, that was like a, the shitty poor side of town to the extent that there was a gang called the Alcyon Drive Posse. Are you serious? And they gave themselves rapper nicknames of the day they sound really lame and i remember there was one named turk and turk didn't like me and he came and he tried to talk shit on me in high school and middle school once and wanted to fight me and he was wearing a gigantic white t-shirt i was the style at the time so um, almost like a bear he made himself look very large to intimidate me i'm sure these are all kids with like fucking problems later on but Mm. uh yeah i feel like being a girl like the bad kids that I came across like or the assholes that I came across not even necessarily bad kids but like it was just like different stuff like what what would a bad girl do to you um or what would what would she do to other girls that made her a bad girl well like I don't know sleep with my 
well, significant other. They'll do that. Um, I don't know. Spread rumors. Mm, rumors are big. Uh, I feel like I hate to say it, but girls are like the bad, the like the mean things they do are cattier. Like they're just that they're mean. Yeah. Um, but I know my one, the one girl that my mom didn't like, didn't like her because she went. Well, the first, I'm sure there were other reasons, but the first thing was, the first time she was at our house, she just went in the fridge without asking. Ah. And that really turned my mother off. Uh-huh. But she did worse things with, like, other, like I said, like, I had a bunch of friends who got caught shoplifting with her. Mm-hmm. I also think she wasn't always the instigator, but she was just caught in, like, a lot of the shit that people got caught with. Again, like, the shoplifting thing. I don't uh-huh. know that she started it, but... She was there. I, I was like that. That made me the bad kid. Is I was the only one I knew that was shoplifting, but it was never a problem because I never got caught because I was so fucking good at it. Well, that's the other thing too. I feel like if your parents, right, like how we were discussing with my one friend earlier, I feel like if your parents are, um, hold on, I want to fix the charger. When your parents already know a girl that you're friends or a person that you're friends with and you're close to them and they're close to them and they like them they're gonna like give them a way bigger pass than someone they don't really know right right so i mean that like i'll just say it like lisa like it would take a lot for my mom to have been like you you can't hang out with her i don't like her by the way that also backfires because as i mentioned before my uh my high school love, Amy Kay, um, the boy she was dating before me and after me, fucking asshole, um, her mother had forbidden Aren't you the her. asshole then in that case? Oh, well, I snagged her away, but he also was like pathologically lying to her and shit. Mm. I snatched her away with my, my, my guile, my wit, and my pathetic hangdog, like, I'll wait as long as it takes, uh, Ness. But yeah, her her mom was like, I don't want you dating this boy. And as a result, she dated him for three fucking years. Mm. With a brief J.D. Patrick break in between. Yeah. I. Uh, how long did you date her? Uh, we dated like four months, I guess. So did you really snatch her away or was she more like, let me try this out because my mom doesn't like this other guy? No, she broke up with him because she found out some bolt. He had been... So, the thing was, because she wasn't allowed to see him, they did a lot of communication through AOL Instant Messenger. Ah, uh, the good old days. Yeah, but he had... It, it, this had happened numerous times. Like, oh, I have to... Uh, yeah, me and my friend Bruce are hanging out. Okay, I, I gotta go run an errand real quick. Why don't you chat to Bruce? And Bruce would be like, so, you and Mike are doing okay, right? And eventually it comes to light that Bruce wasn't real. Yeah. And Bruce also was being used on my friend Stefan, who was close friends with this person. So this guy just, like, made up a fake person to uh, be the confidant to make sure these people were falling in line. So she found out Bruce wasn't real. I had already been... I had already been the good guy friend uh, who had declared his intentions of, like, I'm fucking crazy about you. You should leave that guy. He's not good for you. Okay, I'll go away. I'm sorry. Bye. And then... uh, we our friendship had healed enough that when she broke up with him, she's like, just immediately called me like, "You're dating me now." Like, okay, is this a dream? <laughs> no, I was definitely it turned out like, to be a nightmare. 
I was definitely in a like emotionally abusive relationship in high school and like looking back on it I mean you can't expect uh high schoolers to have the emotional or any maturity to like handle a situation like that with grace Uh um but it was definitely hard because they were very dismissive and they got sick of me like talking about it and dealing with it and like they would just be kind of mean to me after Mm. like they like like they had to have a talk with me about like oh well we we can't hear about this anymore and we're friends with and i'm like can't you like it's like looking back it's like can't you guys see i'm drowning here like i can't Uh get out of this right but again like i i don't fault them because i didn't even look at it like that until Mm -hmm. looking at it literally just now of being like yeah that was you know how would they know how to handle that? Right. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast on psychology the other day, and they were talking about uh, reacting as the child and as the adult and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, I actually thought back to the old Amy K days, and I thought about if I had, like, my full psychological mind that I have now, like, literally how that conversation would have gone. And I realized, like, oh, I definitely had a history of getting... of of becoming friends with girls and it be get it would get too platonically intimate mm. where like we're just talking too much and it's like it's nobody's fault that it happened but it, it just it naturally I if I had my full psychology about me it would have been like I need to back away for a little bit I'm I, I like being friends with you but I think the fact that you don't get to see your boyfriend, you use me for a lot of those mm, roles yeah. and it's it's not fair to me and it's only going to get worse so i need to back away a little bit well and going back to parenting i think parents like even early on a lot of them turn a blind eye uh, unintentionally a lot of times i don't think it's it it's in you know that they do it because they want to check out of their kid's life uh-huh. but i i do think that can result in some of these behaviors we're seeing of like you don't really know what your kid is doing and i think closing off communication unintentionally can have those uh-huh. effects i mean I'll give you a hot take. I feel like my, I, I was so open with, like, honestly, like, both of my parents, yeah, my dad and I have struggled, but I've always been pretty open with him about my life. Um, if we were going through issues, it was completely separate from stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and I think because of it, I tended to stay out of trouble like I definitely did rebellious teenager things, sure, but I wasn't doing anything that was going to, like you know risk anything not to mention like i had anxiety and i was like i never had that feeling of i'm invincible nothing can hurt me i had like physical stuff but it was literally like we're watching jackass at the time like i'm gonna jump from this tall thing and hopefully not break both my ankles with like drugs like even when i was like doing drugs it was like very um calculated yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna do you know it was like okay i'm gonna take this one pill and that is going to be it and uh-huh. i am going to be careful and i'm and you're not going to be bullied into taking more drink yep and i'm gonna drink a lot of water i wonder and- i wonder how many fucking girls who get stuck on heroin it all starts from some shitty boyfriend and like it would be cool if you did it with me oh i'm sure i mean and like i'm sure guys i'm sure that's what too. happened to my fucking sister yeah well i'm sure guys too yeah 
like all it takes is just being with the wrong person and being vulnerable to that. You, you know what I would say as a parent would be the huge, huge asset again uh, towards protecting your child and just being uh, having a better relationship in general. Mm-hmm. Growing up, there was always that one or two friends that like we just weren't allowed to hang out at their house. Right. And usually it wasn't, it almost sounds like, oh, there, you know, there's like some bad things happening there. It's like, no, usually it was just a parent, like, I just don't want these kids running around here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And guess what? Those were the ones who knew the fucking least of mm-hmm. what was going on. Because, like the parents did? Yeah, those parents had no fucking idea what their kids were up to because they basically just forced them out of the house. And yeah. from under, like, you know... If, if your kids were there, as annoying as they might be, because kids can be fucking annoying, you see you see the interactions right. they have with their friends and make sure they're not being assholes. I had one or two times where uh, Ryan Gibbons' mom went to him and was just like, fucking hey. love Kim. Yeah, Kim. Just like, hey, you're being an asshole. Quit being a bully. Like to, to him? Yeah, because well, yeah. the thing with Ryan, and I think he would admit to this, is that he was a very funny guy. Unfortunately, he was also very funny... By, like, cutting other people mm-hmm. down. We've talked about it since. Like, I always said, like, you always seem so confident to me. He's like, I was totally fake it till you make it. I was actually, like, really intimidated by, like, you know, you could play guitar and you were, like, smart and shit like that. Right. But he was one of those guys, like, oh, he's really entertaining. He could really, like, cut somebody down. But then once nobody else is around, he comes after you. Right. He's grown out of that, I believe. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, it honestly kept us from being closer. I mean, I definitely have relationships that I'm, you know, surprised that I'm still friends with some people because of our interactions. We were talking about your one friend the other day and how competitive she is. Yep. Well, and not anymore. Right. But that was a struggle in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, you know, I hope we give our kid the space to tell us things and not feel like i think that's a big thing about it at least in my experience as being a kid because right we're coming at this as from a children's perspective still like uh-huh. we haven't been parents long enough to understand the parent expect uh, perspective so it's just we're talking about how we want to be parents based on like the way we were raised as kids whether it's what we want to do or we want to do the opposite right but for me i do feel like having that ability to open up to your parents and not feel like you're going to get in trouble for every little indiscretion um, is super important. Right. You know, like my mom was like the type where she was like, you know, when you have, when you have sex, like I want to know we can talk about, like we can talk about. I didn't when the time came because to me, I was just like, I'm, I don't need this. I don't need this conversation with my mother. Uh-huh. Um, but it it was still that kind of relationship where if I wanted to, I could. Like, I wasn't scared to. I just didn't feel like it needed to be said. Right. But if I was in a situation where I was like, Mom, I'm, like, concerned about whatever situation, I could have come to her. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's... Uh. Once sex comes in, especially being a dad to a daughter, like, I don't know. The the only thing I can do, and you, you get to it before it's a sex thing, is just, like, just the basics. Like, no, it it doesn't matter if somebody's, if somebody says they love you and it feels nice that they love you, 
nobody who loves you is should be hurting you regularly. Right. Like that kind or of thing. Or pressuring you. Or or pressuring, yeah. That's the kind of thing. I and, mean, and even just being straight up, like, you know, look, this is why, hey, this is why, you know, just even straight up, like, you should probably have sex for the first time, not before 16. That's just, that's just it. Because a lot of people try to make it seem like it's this huge, gigantic thing. It's not really, but it's not nothing either. Well, also, a lot of people are lying about the fact they've had sex. Right. Too. So you don't want to have sex because your peer group says they are because there's a good chance 75% of them are not telling the truth. Right. Well, here's the other thing. Because you say like, well, you know, I'm the dad and I'm not going to be able to have these the same type of candid conversations. Like, I am honestly more uh, comfortable talking about, not at this age, obviously, but talking about sex with my dad than my mother. Interesting. Uh, I just... Well, you know what? That does make felt sense. felt like there was going to be less judgment coming from him. Well, you've also said that your dad has dated around a lot, whereas your mom... Was always in... Yeah, it strikes me as very not... I, I don't know what she was like when she was with her ex-husband, but not particularly sexual overall. Um, I mean, she was like a serial monogamous. Yeah. And yeah, my dad dated around, like you said, and I just felt like he wasn't going to had the same concerns my mom was and he wasn't going to come at it from like an anxious like mindset whereas my mom would my mom has a lot of anxiety and there's certain things she handles really well and other things that she doesn't um so yeah so you don't discount it you don't know she might feel more comfortable with you yeah yeah, you just, you know, you assume, but... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, a, a joke I heard the other day that makes me think about this. Just a comic on stage, just like, you know, if I have a son, I don't want him to be gay. And everybody gets, like, all hush-hush. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I have a daughter, I don't want her to be straight. I, I just don't want anybody fucking my kid. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a that's an interesting angle. <laughs> that, is, that is... Was this an older guy? No, this is Michael Che from uh, SNL. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was like a local... No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah. How do you want to wrap this up? Uh, by... that That's the main thing you tell your kid about wrap sex. Wrap it up. I... Wrap it up. No. You are so excited to have sex, you don't even know how much awesomer it is without that shit. No. Uh, you gotta leave something for the wedding night. Please stop. Um, no shitty kids will come and go and just hope that your kid is in the shitty one i guess yeah i don't know what i, I think what I, struck me going back to the whole emily thing uh-huh. i think what struck me was and talking to my friends on the block who are moms of older parent of older children they're like yeah you're gonna come across this what struck me, though, was I was like, how is this girl comfortable talking to an adult like this? Yeah. That was what really concerned me. Mm-hmm. Who are you that you're you're, ta- you're grilling me and you don't even know who I am? Like, yeah. this is strange. Yeah. Someone did not teach you boundaries or to respect adults. Mm-hmm. Which you shouldn't respect all adults. No. I don't think that's like necessarily a healthy narrative either. Like oh, yeah, respect no. adults. That's she's learning that right out the gate. Is it, it, do you have any idea how hard it's going to be for me to just not shit? It, it, she will be five, and I'll be like, "Honey, adults don't know shit. We're all doing our best." 
No, I think that's fine. They say a big thing is like you should be able to apologize for to your kid when you do something wrong. Yes. Um. No, I mean we talk about how like we're we're very strong about if someone if you don't want to kiss or hug someone, that's it. Yeah. No one has a right to pressure you that pressure you to do that, mm-hmm. and I am concerned about certain people who I will not mention. Um, respecting that boundary of hers. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Shitty kids gonna shitty. Shitty kids all shit. Um, Alright, that's a good episode. Yeah, read uh, Cersei for Book Club of the Month. Listen to KYG Y2K. Book Club of the Month. Book of the Month. Watch KYG Y2K on YouTube. We just dropped a very fun episode about three ninjas that did pretty well. Okay, numbers wise. <laughs> um, also, we're gonna be doing uh, Rock and ROFL at JJ Mallon's in Philadelphia near Fishtown. That'll be on June 21st. It's uh, comedy and music. It's going to be a good old time. There's going to be some emo songs. They're very fun. And we might have a tribute to Tina Turner. I thought you definitely are. Yeah, I I don't want to just give it away. Sorry, well, you saying we might kind of just does give it away. Yeah, that would be really shitty if I say, like, we just might have this super specific thing. And then you show up and, like, no. Like I only came card for the, subject to change. I only came for the Tina Turner tribute. Mm-hmm. We brought a horn player just for that song. Horn, um, who isn't Bickle? No, yeah, it's a guy named Alban who is from Albania, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, go check that out. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, if you have a shitty kid, uh, give them up for adoption. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.